When Josiah was young and life was really crazy and out of control, a good friend recommended that I start a blog. At the time, it didn't make any sense to me because we were in survival mode, and I wasn't sure quite honestly how I was going to make it through each day, let alone carving out time to write down my thoughts and feelings. I'm so glad I made that time, because looking back now, I can see how far we've come in this journey with Josiah. So I wanted to reflect on some of those blog posts and read them aloud. I feel like some of them may resonate with a lot of you who may be experiencing some of those same things now. Maybe our journey will help you to see that things do get better. And maybe some of the ideas that I share will be helpful to you. So on the first Wednesday of every month, I'm just going to read one of my blog posts, hoping it'll reach the person who needs to hear it. And maybe it'll make a difference in someone's day. Hey there, I'm Sandy Deppish, and this is the Embrace the Blessing podcast. Each week, I talk with a parent who has a child with a disability. They share their biggest challenge, their greatest joy, and their hopes and dreams for the future. You'll learn about resources available to you and discover helpful hints and tips. If you want to be inspired and encouraged, stick around. Let's walk the road less traveled together. Back in March of 2011, when Josiah was nine years old, I remember this incident that I wrote about in my blog called Little Houdini, and I wanted to read that for you because I know some of you are experiencing this kind of situation now, situations where your kids are eloping, they're getting out of your house, and you have locks on the doors and alarms and other eyes in your family watching out for your little loved ones who are finding ways to sneak out without anybody being aware. With the best of intentions, it still happens. We are a family of seven. Josiah has four siblings. And at the time of this incident, we were all living at home. So it doesn't make sense to me that things like this could occur. But I'm sad to say that they did more than once. This one, I think, has a little bit of humor to it. So and maybe it'll help those of you who are going through experiences like this right now. It's called Little Houdini. Bang. The sound of a door slamming shut awakens me from a dreamy mid-afternoon nap. Slowly, I force myself out of bed. A quick glance out the window to the driveway confirms my husband's car is gone. No one's home. Obviously, Rick must have left and taken the kids with him on an errand. Someone, in a hurry, probably banged the door shut. I check the back door. Both locks are secure. The front door, however, is unlocked. Definitely not good. Now I'm wide awake. I grab my phone. I dash out the front door as I hurriedly dial my husband's number. Hey, do you have Josiah with you? Josiah is our nine-year-old son who has disabilities and lately has taken to exploring the neighborhood unescorted. No, I left him home with you. He was lying beside you when I left. How long ago was that, I ask? The door had banged shut no less than five minutes earlier, which assures me that Rick hadn't been gone that long. I left 40 minutes ago, he said. Instantly, panic set in. Now I'm running, unsure which way to go. Our house is on the corner. There are three possible directions I could take. 
I noticed a pickup truck driving slowly about eight houses down, so I head in that direction. Sure enough, a kind woman is watching my little boy from her truck window as he darts barefoot across the street, dragging a white sock. He zips up the sidewalk of a neighbor's home. I slow my sprint to a casual jog, and I call his name in a sing-song voice, trying to act nonchalant as if this is what every loving mother does on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Nothing more than enjoying a fun little game of chase with my precocious son. (laughs) I don't fool anyone. By the time I get to him, Josiah is tugging and pushing on a neighbor's door, trying to get into the home of a complete stranger. The woman slowly turns her truck around to watch the show. Thankfully, the door he's trying to desperately open is locked. My mind instantly wanders. I think of what might have happened had this door been unlocked and my son had gotten inside. I may never have found him. What would he have done in that house? Would he have known how to get out? Would he have known how to get home? Would he have known how to get help if he needed it? Josiah is nonverbal. He was not wearing any sort of identification, and I shudder to think of all of the possibilities that could have happened. I brush the thoughts aside. I reach for Josiah's hand and knowingly shake my head in an effort to convey to the truck woman, he is just such a silly little guy. We start the walk back home. The compassionate stranger stops me to ask if he's my son. She mentions that he had just been at the front door of another neighbor's house. Oh my goodness, how many houses did he try to break into? What were his intentions? I've heard stories of children who elope. Eloping is the term used to describe unauthorized departure, leaving without permission. I remember hearing of a child who found his way into a neighbor's house, crawled up on the couch and snuggled with the sleeping owner. The woman awoke to find a strange child wrapped in her arms. Sweet, but scary nonetheless. So as the truck woman and I chat for a minute, Josiah hurls the white sock he had been dragging down the street into her open window. It zings right past her face, smacks the passenger side window, and falls on the seat of her truck. I just smiled. One thing I learned early on about having a child with disabilities, it helps to have a sense of humor. I'm making plans to host a neighborhood block party. All our neighbors need to meet Josiah. Should they ever awake to find him snuggling in their arms or walking through their living room dragging a sock, they need to know where to return him. So I tried to make light of that situation. Obviously, I remember the panic that I felt when that happened. And I'm sad to say that that is not the only incident that occurred with Josiah eloping from our house. It got so bad at one point that the school district actually had to hire somebody from a local college who was getting her master's degree in this very issue. And she came to the school and worked with him there and his teachers and then came to our house and worked with us at home to teach Josiah that when he saw a specific symbol that was plastered on all of our doors and plastered on the doors at school, that meant stop. It was not a stop sign. It was a hot pink triangle or a bright yellow triangle and a hot pink circle. It doesn't really matter what the symbol was. What matters is he was trained. This symbol means stop. At the time, his teachers reported that he was eloping over 60 times an hour. That's like every single minute attempting to elope. Obviously, he wasn't. They were on top of it. The point is, 
if you have a child on the spectrum, oftentimes this is a behavior that is extremely challenging, very, very difficult to deal with. And I'm here to tell you it gets better. You need to be vigilant through that time period and you need to put lots of supports in place to prevent it from happening. But just know you're not alone. It happens to all of us. It's scary. It's overwhelming. It feels like, in my case, I felt like I was just a horrible mother for allowing my little guy to get out of the house without me even knowing it. But the good news is now, all these years later, Josiah's 20, he never tries to get out of the house unattended. At least not that I'm aware of. The moral of this story is, guys, if it's happening to you, you're not alone. It's happened to so many of us. And I highly would recommend a GPS system on your child. If this is something that you're dealing with, there are so many different products that can be attached to clothing. There are wristbands, there are watches, there are special shoes. Put something on your child so that you can track them in a moment's notice. Had we known about specific products, no doubt we would have mortgaged our house to get them because there's there's nothing like the feeling of not knowing where your child is. So I'm here to say, if you're listening, woman in the white truck who had the sock zinged past her face, I'm so sorry. And thank you so much for keeping your compassionate, kind, loving eyes on my little boy. Thanks for listening to the Embrace the Blessing podcast. Visit embracetheblessing.com slash podcast for show notes and links to any resources mentioned. If this has been beneficial to you, please share it with a friend or post it on your social media pages. Join me next Wednesday for more inspiring stories from people just like you.